0: Dane and Derek is an uncensored, unfiltered podcast. You can find content warnings in the episode description. Thank you for listening. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Dane and Derek. Uh, This is our usual corner of the internet. And my name is Derek. With me, as always, is Dane. Hey, I'm Dane. I, I I realize we haven't like introduced ourselves in a minute. Um.
1: So anyway, I, I write. I'm a law student. I love tabletop RPGs, um, playing music, all kinds of stuff,
0: and video games,
1: which is what we're about today.
0: Yes. Yeah. And for clarity, in case folks forgot, <laughs> I'm a film guy, but I've been trying to say writer and director because I think Dane my feelings on me calling myself a writer have maybe changed Ooh. later. Oh yeah. We're going to have to, we're going to have to circle yeah. back. But okay. today, yeah, today we're both
1: gamers. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. This yeah. is an oldie, but a goodie. Yeah, um a goodie. We are, we have done this episode
0: at least once, maybe twice. I think we've done it once a season. Yeah. Something least. to that extent. Um, but yeah, this time it's a little different because I think last time, we've done it where we've picked like multiple games mm-hmm. and i think this time we're pretty we've pretty much only been playing one game each right? uh when we schedule to do this episode yes okay. i am now up to three. Um... Oh wow okay well i'll go first and just say what game i'm playing and then you can say what games you're playing and then we'll just kind of roll on into it how about that mm-hmm. sounds good so I finally have been playing tears of the kingdom. Nice. After two and a half months of having it installed on my switch. I finally opened it up like three weeks ago. Very nice. Um, and it's been great. Yep. What have you been playing?
1: Um, so I, uh, recently finished playing, um, a run through in a season of Diablo four. Wow. Um, so that it's re- It's recent enough that it's still relevant. It still feels like something I've been playing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I am—I don't exactly know how far through it I am. I at least three quarters of the way through Jedi Survivor. Wow. Um, and then I just started playing Baldur's Gate three a little bit. Um, oh, really? And interestingly enough, of the three games, I have only played like two hours of Baldur's Gate three, and I have a thousand more things to say about it than the other two.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. Well, huh? That's interesting. Maybe, man, depending on your thoughts, I'm curious because I, I also have Baldur's Gate 3. So maybe we should do some co-op sometime. <laughs> that would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. But why don't you start with Tears of the Kingdom? Because I, I
1: honestly, like my whole conversation about what I've been playing, they're all tied together. So I can't really like talk about Diablo okay, without okay. talking about the other two and vice yeah. versa.
0: So, Tears of the Kingdom. Let's see. I've only played one other Zelda game, and that's Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, it was a logical jump to play Tears of the Kingdom. I think I sort of... I kind of hit a wall with Elden Ring, um, which is why we haven't done a follow-up to our Elden Ring episodes, because <laughs> I, I just... I've really... I, it's been so long since I've played, and I just... Every time I log on, I just get whooped. And I just... I kind of got tired of it. Like, I really did, don't have the time to, like get good at it so Mm -hmm. tears of the kingdom has sort of been the game i i do want to play jedi survivor but i just i kind of felt i should play tears of the kingdom first um uh but yeah going back to that tears of the kingdom man it's been great um i'll basically take i've had like i've i've made sure to make sure that i have at least like five to seven hours or more during the weekend just to sit and play the game. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I've like really, I I've, I've scheduled time where I have nothing to do, but sit down and play tears of the kingdom. And I haven't done that since I was like in high school. Um, and it has been truly great because there's just so much. I c- to do mm-hmm. that. I just get immersed. And the next thing I know it's 10 PM at night and I need to go to bed. <laughs> um, that is kind so- of amazing. Yeah, it's like it's one of those things where I've been really trying to take advantage of that because, like, I know I'm not gonna have you know eight hours on a Sunday forever, but for now, when I have eight hours on a Sunday, heck yeah, I'm gonna play Tears of the Kingdom. Um, absolutely, yeah, and because it's like you know, if I'm not playing Tears of the Kingdom, I'm either going on a date with my girlfriend or I'm watching movies on my own and studying them, and so Tears of the Kingdom is sort of like the one thing where I don't have to study film and I'm just like alone, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but I could also spend time with my girlfriend and talk to her while I'm playing tears of the kingdom of fight. If, if like we wanted to chat. So it's like a great, like thing to be doing that I can kind of do in addition to just being an experience that I've really enjoyed. I, I mean like, I mean, are you, are you going to play tears of the kingdom Dane? (laughs) So here's what I've,
1: here's my experience with tears of the kingdom. And I'll talk a little bit about Z- Zelda in general. Cause I've talked about it a little bit. I have not played uh, through many Zelda games. Basically it's breath of the wild and the original. That's the right. only ones I've ever like beaten mm-hmm. the others. I play a little bit of, and then bounce off of to sparing or lesser greater or lesser degrees. Um, breath of the wild is really special to me. And the vibe of it is, Lonely and beautiful and still lighthearted and joyful and sorrowful and
0: Mm -hmm.
1: truly epic and goofy and self uh, like not self aggrandizing while also being very grand. Um, It's kind of, in my opinion, a pretty seminal work like the original. Yeah. Um, The two, there is no, it's not much surprise to me personally that those two are the ones I what have been able to latch on to. Um, and so I was very excited about tears of the kingdom. Cause I was like, okay, this is roughly breath of the wild too. You know, there's definitely seemingly some interesting things. The sky is cool. Like all of this seems very neat. Um, and then my partner, Gracie, she downloaded it and she booted it up first. And I watched her play it for about 10 minutes. And I bounced off without even playing it. Oh, dang. And it has to do with the whole sticking mechanism. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, web, yeah. It's, it's the thing of like, I would watch her in combat, stop, pause, stick something together, fight. And then and I was like, maybe she's doing this weird. And then I saw my brother play it and he did the exact same thing. And then it's the same thing for all the like sticking together, crafting, building stuff. And I was just like, nah. Like, it's too frantic. The thing I love about Breath of the Wild and the original is that the game starts melting away for me. Mm. And I'm just ex- in the experience. It is about emptiness. They are games about space and about discovery and about melancholy and empty things. And it's not to say there isn't some of that in Tears of the Kingdom. Like, it's not all gone or anything. Yeah. But that frenetic gameplay that I experienced secondhand, I couldn't like the things that I loved about it were not no longer reinforced by every mechanic. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, that's okay. I don't, I don't need it. Like I, I, I have not engaged with the vast majority of the Zelda canon so I, I can. I, this one is does not have to be
0: either. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's. There's definitely. It's a little bit different because yeah, you're right. You're like scrolling through your inventory so much mm-hmm. to do things, and it's kind of a lot. Um, which to be fair, I don't want to like say I don't think Tears of the
1: Kingdom is. Bad. No, it's not just different. At all. It's, it's just different. different. It's just a yeah. different game, and the mm-hmm. things I liked about Breath of the Wild are diminished by that. Yeah. Um. And no, I'm yeah. not even opposed to like frequent menu use in games. Um. Oh. As I, I will say <laughs> later. Um. It just when I came to this game, I was hoping for a particular thing, mm-hmm. and that was it. Was it was not there. So yeah, uh, you know.
0: Yeah. No, I feel that. I think it's funny like the building aspect of it is the part of the game that i am the least interested in and it's a pretty essential part of the game it kind of feels like they took what people were doing on youtube and kind Mm -hmm. of made it into the game like it's now a lot easier to like bomb shield fly than it is like um than it is in breath of the wild you know because you can stick a bomb fruit onto your shield jump bounce fly up whatever whatever um i think I think the best part about the game for me has just been the flying. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I literally only play that game to jump from high places and fly around. Um, Which is incredible. Like, yes,
1: I, 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 when I look at the game, I'm like, this is amazing. And like the, the crafting mechanics are very cool. Like I don't not again, not taking away from that. It's
0: yeah, right. No. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel you. I think crafting is cool, but it is not why I play most of these games. Um I think I, I found that I've used it very much as like a, I fuse a couple of things in my inventory and then once they break, they break. I I don't really mm-hmm. use it too often unless it's with arrows, which I think is probably the coolest part is using it on arrows because it feels like, oh yeah, you're like sticking a fruit, an explosive fruit on your arrow and launching it. Like that's, that's like kind of cinematic in a way. It's kind of movie-esque. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I think like so far it's been really interesting because they really don't tell you I feel like Tears of the Kingdom tells you less than Breath of the Wild. And I think, for me, that's been the most interesting part. Hmm. And what's kind of sucked me in is just the fact that, like, once you figure out a couple of hacks, it makes, like, navigating the, the like, layers of the map really easy. Or not easy, but, like, easier. Because there's, there's, like, three layers of the map. It makes and, it enjoyable. Yeah. And I think, like, what's fun about it is, like, like i think like um kind of like how in uh, G- jedi uh, F- uh, fallen order you can like zip line around and like mm-hmm. using force powers really feels like you're using the force yeah i think like the flying mechanics are like really good um and i and i and, and, and like you know like they're they're interesting because they're like they're not perfect and i really enjoy that and i think like um what I've kind of found interesting is like being able to kind of like soar between those like aspects of the game and kind of start to figure out things. I haven't done like anything of the main story. I've basically just been like not grinding for stuff, but like exploring cool rocks that fall out of the sky. Um, Mm -hmm. I only recently finally got my inventory upgraded and I only recently like unlocked my first memory thing. I think, right before i was playing tears of the kingdom i had been playing replaying breath of the wild and i think like to your point like what's great about breath of the wild is like yeah you're this lone hero sort of like trying to figure out who he is again mm-hmm. and in tears of the kingdom you are the guy yeah and and i think that is like such a different aspect of it you are the guy on a quest everyone knows who you are you know who you are and so in a weird way, like you're more driven to do the story. Whereas like, I think breath of the wild, you don't have to be a link that does the, that saves Zelda. Mm-hmm. Like your link can just choose to forego that. And I think in tears of the kingdom, you very much are kind of trying to figure out like what happened. And I think like, what's been fun is just been the mechanics. I don't know about the story yet. Um. So yeah, I'm like, 20 hours in maybe 20 plus hours in Hmm. I think my favorite things to kind of I'm still wearing the first set of armor you find Hmm. um I have a bunch of other armor but I really like that first set of armor that like archaic half shirt thing yeah um and then on top of that I pretty much stick to just using swords as swords I fuse things onto it to make swords. I I really avoid most other weapon types unless it's a boulder hammer, which is really useful and sometimes really interesting when you have to mine things. I think some of the powers are really cool. I think my least favorite is um is fuse actually because it's I I, I don't like the menu. I don't like some of the menus. I'm sure it'll get patched, but mm-hmm. um. I think right now what's been fun is just the going between like the three landscapes and sort of exploring um i think i'm kind of hoping i'll kind of sink my teeth into more of the story later because i think i need to sink my teeth into the story for me to really want to finish it but i so far yeah i like the soaring element i just did a cool like glide uh test thing and i got a sick glide suit with the wings and <laughs> um now i can fly easier um it's interesting there's a lot more that they lay for you to do that is somehow related to the story but they don't quite tell you it um you just kind of like stumble into it as you go um but yeah i don't know i yeah i i think like it lived up to the hype for me and i'll be curious how things progress as i get farther but let's move into the your three games because i'm really curious because i've never played diablo but i know it's like the basis of all roguelikes and i've played jedi fallen order loved it i really want to play jedi survivor and Baldur's gate 3 i played pretty avidly in when it was in beta mm-hmm. and i don't even know if it's still out um when it was doing like the whatever limited release or whatever they do, they do now a pre-release. I forget. I was playing it with a friend of mine from college and we played, we put in like 30 or 40 hours into the Mm -hmm. game. Mm -hmm. And so like I played a significant amount when it was kind of, you know, jank, but I'm curious how it is now. And I'm curious uh, what your thoughts are. Okay. So
1: uh, Diablo, let's, let's start there. So I got Diablo basically the day it came out. Um, and then mm-hmm. slowly played it for the last like most of the summer. It's been my game. Um and I I had my good time with it. Um I liked Diablo 3. I, I I didn't go, I've never played any further back than that. Um and the thing about it is that it is better in some ways than its predecessor predecessor. Like I actually think its story is su- surprisingly interesting um it's it's villains are oddly nuanced and you actually get to play an important role and which is not usual normally you're like a glorified uh very violent messenger boy um (laughs) uh you know and yeah uh and so like there's there was a lot more to it and like the 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 heroic characters also had a lot more going on too they were very flawed and i was like oh that's kind of surprising and interesting um but it's super easy to ignore um because that's not the point of the game the point of the game is to grind and make numbers go up and and go on the skinner box and so it fe- it, it it didn't it doesn't feel quite as good it you you always have to be online the Store menus pop up in your face all all of the time. The yeah, and and so it was an enjoyable enough experience. Um, and, and so like that's what I needed. It was, and it's like still probably going to be a great game I pop into every now and then to sit on the couch, listen to a podcast, and play a game. Like very good for decompression, like all that good stuff. Um, so I played that for a while. And I have my qualms with it, right? Like, and it just felt very emblematic of um, gaming as it currently stands, um, with microtransactions and coming out a little too very unfinished, you know. Um, as you said, they'll patch it later. Um, and then last week I got sick. Um, Mm. and I had downloaded and just started touching uh jedi survivor i liked the last one um my opinions on jedi uh fallen order are basically it's 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 your first dark souls um meets uh some uncharted situation going on your last of us like it's those it's those two things meet um and then you, you you put in the Star Wars, right? <laughs> you put in the Star Wars. You put in the Star Wars and it finishes. It's It comes together, you know? It Just, comes together. Mwah, love
0: it. Yeah, like um, building a lightsaber.
1: Yeah, yeah. And like a lot of Jedi Fallen or Fallen Order felt great, you know? Yeah. The lightsaber turning on felt good. The Force powers felt good, you know? And uh, in my opinion, like it was a pretty good Star Wars story as far as Star Wars stories go. The pacing's kind of weird because it's a game and so it's a little hard. The pacing has to be different um, but it's still trying to be a movie so it the beats sometimes just feel off. Um, You know, and in my opinion I like Cal Kestis as a character pretty fine. You know, I like the actor who portrays him. Mm -hmm. Um, He doesn't have no pathos or whatever Um, but when I played Fallen Order I was like this game's about the wrong person. Like when I played it, I was like, this should be about the second sister. Like Uh, you should be playing the second sister and this should be her redemption story. That's what this should be. That would be so much more interesting. Yeah. You know, like that's what I thought. And I had a great time with it. And I was like, this is a fun time. It is not the best game I've ever played in any of the genres. It's 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 inspired by. You know, like, Uncharted and Prince of Persia are better at, like, the Mm -hmm. action platforming thing in 3D, right? I had way more fun with those. Um, If I really want a Souls-like, I'll just go find a From Software game. Like, it's fine, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And if I want a Star Wars story, um, I'll probably go pick up one of the movies or the shows every time. I'll go Mm -hmm. to the comics before I'll go to the um to jedi fallen fallen order um but i had a good time with it so i i looked at survivor and i was like i think i'll probably end up playing this eventually who knows when um it was on sale um specifically the like collector's edition was on sale that and it was cheaper than the main version like the standard version so i just picked up that and i was like well what comes with it it's like on paper it's like 10 bucks 20 bucks more like what are they selling han and luke's outfit that looks weird (laughs) as shit on him um and like the the like luke and anakin's shared lightsaber that ray also uses you know like as like a cosmetic but cal's lightsaber is a double bladed split blade thing it's weird so it looks It all looks weird so it's like well this certainly reminds me of Diablo, but I was like, whatever, okay, moving on. And so I've been playing it. Um and I've been having the exact same amount of joy I had last time. Like, Derek, I know you loved um Fallen Order. You're gonna love this. I like
0: you are. It's exactly this. It's just more, right? It's like, just I was more like, of the same. It's Uncharted meets Last of Us, meets Souls Liked. Meet Star Wars. Exactly. It is exactly great.
1: that thing. It is it that's is exactly great. what it says on the tin and I don't even think it's falling prey to the um, problem that like I think Portal 2 prayed for where it was like this is just more Portal and everyone's like oh that's great but it's a little bloated in a way Portal 1 mm. was just like clean and to the point. Um, this feels about as long if not maybe just a little bit more to the point than Fallen Order did. So it's just another one. Like, and I'm like, okay, this is fun, you know? And like, there's some light role playing choices you can make. Like, you know, like I put together my best car steel and Wookie wood lightsaber and made it green because a, I like the green lightsaber and B, um, spoilers i guess cal and the night sister are getting together and her magic screen so i was like oh maybe he feels like extra safe with like the green color of space magic around so he made his lightsaber green instead of his master's blue because he's uh, connected yeah. to her um yeah. so like there's a little bit you can do there you know you can give him a fun mullet and make him look like um you know like a uh, uh chuck norris if you want you know mm-hmm. like it's it's a pretty fun game, you know. Um, and nice. what I will say is, I played it. I've played it mostly while I was sick last week. And the thing I really noticed about it is, I was like, "Why?" Because I, I actually should say, during that period of time, I was enjoying it more than the last one. And I was like, "Why is this?" I know objectively this is exactly the same. Um, and the reason is when I feel like shit, um, two of my comfort things are the Souls games and Star Wars movies. Like, Uh, those are things I reach to to feel better when I am unwell or to, like, comfort me while I am getting better. And so it was both things at the same time. And I was like, oh, cool. I'm there for that. You know? Um, Yeah. They played And there's (laughs) there's a couple of, like, fun updates, right? Like, there's a... Uh, In the first one, there's the dual wielding, the double bladed and the single blade, right? Mm -hmm. Um, They expanded to uh, blade and blaster, which I get the vibe that you're really going to like. Though funnily enough, the mechanic for it, they lifted straight from hyper light drifter, like 100%. Um, Because in hyper light drifter, you have a number of shots with your blaster and then you have to do melee strikes to recharge the blaster and then you can fire again oh it's exactly that nice which is okay. a fun mechanic and i'm like oh neat cool this is cool yeah. um and then they have the cross guard lightsaber um which has been my standout favorite edition um wow. i've i always kind of like the like heavy really solid like block The the attacks are slow but massive chunks off the health bar yeah
0: um huh Kylo so, Ren walked so Jedi Survivor could fly. <laughs> yeah, no, I I,
1: I think it's probably 5% better. Maybe, maybe. Right. Um, hey, I mean, that's good because I think, yeah, that that's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I would I would have given uh, Fallen Order like a B and I think I'd give this like a B plus. Like it's really good work. I really like it. It doesn't wow me in certain ways. Um and it's still like this gigantic budget game that when it came out had a ton of bugs and really needed to be fixed and was kind of unfinished and there's still cosmetics sales attached to it and that like right the microtransactions and the little things and all all of it right like it's all still there yeah um it was it was shipped as a unfinished game and was and is, and is suffering from these these things, right? So I'm doing all of this. And then Gracie gets 100%. She is, like, down into the well of Baldur's Gate 3, as, like, deep as it goes. Hmm. Um, and so I'm playing with her. I, she's like, okay, please come play with me and our roommate, Allie, or our former roommate, Allie, and her uh, boyfriend, Guy. And they're wonderful people. So we we sat down and we're doing, like, a full party, like, We've got yeah, like, our melee, incredible. we've got our kind of roguey dex person. We've got a healer oh, druid dream. and I'm, and I'm playing a mage, like arcane mage, like classic, like, um, you know, it, and it's, and it's super fun. And, and so like, but what I want to point out is I've played about two hours of it. I played it split screen on someone else's PC because it's not out on PlayStation five and there's no cross compatibility. So that's not happening. So my experience with this game is limited. It is about, like, it is so much better as a game than Fallen, of than Survivor or Diablo 4. Oh. Like. Okay. Like, yeah, they had their, they had their alpha pre-release all of that time, but it is officially shipped and it is just solidly made. There's like, you don't go in and suddenly you're like, oh God, do I have to buy something? Like once you're in the game, you're in the game the game works it's and it works well it's fun to play it's exciting there's multiple ways you can play it like we play it kind of and it reminds me more of the days when i played a little bit of mobas um yeah. and it feels like a moba by way of dnd without the horrible competitiveness um mm-hmm. and that's awesome and you know like I already know the mechanics like, I, like I've like i got a sorcerer and I know how to build it right like it's so cool like all of that is fucking rad you know and Gracie is also playing it by herself like it's Dragon Age and that's fucking mm. cool too right like yeah. and I can't wait for it to come out on the PlayStation 5 at the beginning of September so yep. I can play it solo and so she hmm. and I can do a run together in the living room on the big screen in the cat like on the couch <laughs> with blankets and cause otherwise we're in our office and stuff and it's less comfortable. But like, then we get to play with our friends, right? Like, cause
0: mm-hmm.
1: the game is really, really good and it is complete. Um, mm. but I don't have much to say about it in terms of on its own terms, because it is, I haven't played enough of it yet. Gotcha. Um, I, to, to be able to say anything, anything much ab- a- about it in that regard. um, And so what I'm actually going to have, but I have a lot of thoughts about it um, that the other two, I only have sort of surface level mechanical thoughts with this. I'm like, this is impacting things in ways I can already see. Like for example, have you heard about the backlash about Baldur's gate three?
0: Yeah there was something i just saw like a bunch of youtubers reviewing i I didn't click into it what's going on
1: so the backlash is not coming from players on the whole the Uh backlash is coming from developers they're literally saying do not expect games to be like this the you're setting the bar too high baldur's gate (laughs) three
0: and that's Uh. where
1: that's part of the reason why i can't talk about it without talking about the previous two games i've played the previous huh. two games are similarly gigantic tent tentpole game releases. Right. And they released worse and are generally just less pleasant to play games because of the, the 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 marketing and the transactions surrounding them and the way that they were relatively unpolished upon release. And so when you compare to Baldur's Gate, it's making a. There is a commentary about the state of video game industries, at least in the AAA sphere, right? Like, yeah, there are there are like I would describe them as like your double A games. That's kind of like your Hades, and then your like mm-hmm. indie indie games, and those seem to be fine. But like, it made me think back to when we were in like middle school and high school, basically. Yeah. When I would go to the GameStop, I'd pick up a game, I'd bring it home, I'd play it, and that was it. The devs got basically one real shot at the game, mm-hmm. you know. And now it's this thing where they can release something and fix it, you know. Yeah. And I, I don't love that. That feels weird to me. Like, I know that games are a little bit more evolutionary and they can be fixed and they probably, yeah they should be for like, cause they can right like even really good games had bugs. And if you could go back and fix them, well, you know, why not? um But like, that feels to me like going to a movie and what if there was just like a really crappy edit in the middle of the movie and they said to you, yeah, I yeah, don't worry about it, but why don't you come back to the theater next week?
0: Yeah. And we'll, we'll fix it when it comes out that. on DVD. <laughs>
1: yeah. Or or something, right? Like, yeah, it feels really disrespectful and it's and it makes me think about games as art versus games as service versus you know, like games yeah. can be kind of weird in that artistic way where it's like sometimes a game will come out like take a Hades or Hyper Light Drifter where it's like this is our work here. Think about it. And yeah. other times like let's say Fortnite or Dota two or whatever. It's like, this is a place to come play with your friends. It's not, not art, but it's also different. So we're going to be constantly tinkering with it. It's not really ever finished, you know? Yeah. That's kind of like a, like, have you ever been to Meow Wolf? No. Uh, It's like an art installation sort of thing. Yeah. And they kind of update it or it's kind of like going to the museum. Like, well, we have a new exhibit Yeah, and the old one left. Yeah. You know, it's, it feels more like that, you know? Um, and, and so it's, it's, and it's stuff like that where I, I, it just makes me think about that. And then there's this other side of it. And this is probably the part where I think you're going to come back into the conversation because I know I've talked for a bit here. There is a lot of talk around Wizards of the Coast and D&D lately, right? Like mm-hmm. with their absolute shitty way they treated um independent third party developers in with the whole licensing debacle in the early early part of the year yeah um and then the the D&D movie and with Baldur's Gate 3 there's they're do- clearly doing like a more multimedia push and there's tons of reporting about how Hasbro and Wizards feel like D&D is under monetized um and so and I see what they mean. Like I don't like this, but it makes sense, right? There's there's a thing about D&D which is you go to the game store, you buy the player's handbook, the DM's guide and the monster manual and you never need to buy another D&D product again and you have yep. the thing, right? That's mm-hmm. not very sticky like from a pure corporate standpoint. They don't like that. I think that's bad. I think that's like a gross way of thinking about it like my god like how dare like how dare a product not make the maximal amount of cash right and so in response to this uh they're developing one dnd which i think is probably more accurately 5.5 edition yeah um and when i looked at it because I've like been messing around with it in my own game and like really keeping up on it because I get excited. That was like a new edition. Like this is what happened when I, when five E came out, I was really paying attention to it. Um, there's a standardization that go- is going on in one D and D to all the classes, uh-huh. uh, you know, like all classes get their subclass at third level, the end period. Um, and there's like a thing where I thought about, I was like, Hmm, why? That's kind of weird and lame. And that's not how like in lore, how a warlock or a cleric should work. Certainly. Um, you should know who your God is right away. You should know who you sold your soul to right away, you know? Um, and so there was that. And then there's this talk of their virtual table. And at first I thought that was just an attempt to fucking kill roll 20. And it uh-huh. still is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know. But then I played Baldur's Gate. And Baldur's Gate is just 5e. Like that's that's the system that's running it. It's a little simplified. It's a little smoothed around the edges. There's some other things going on for sure. But you know, you roll the dice, you add your proficiency bonus you add your stat you do it's all of it right it's all there yeah right like i like i said i'm playing a sorcerer i didn't even need to think about it it was all there Uh uh-huh um and i played it for a couple hours and my immediate thought was oh my god their virtual tabletop is going to work huh and then my next thought was i don't think i will ever hold a sixth edition d and d book, not unless it I shell out a ton of money to get a special edition printed copy. Uh, because I was looking at this and I was like, okay, let's just imagine for a second like, okay, the train looks a little worse, and everybody kind of looks like minis, and the animations aren't so smooth and on um, the you know, but it's custom. And the DM put all this stuff down and whatnot, and character building was this smooth and easy, and you didn't even have to th- you didn't even have to do your own math. You just clicked and like, boom, there goes your your fireball spell, right? Right. It does the uh, you, it calculates the the area of effect for you, like all it does all of it, right? Mm-hmm. That's gonna be sticky, you know. Like, you make your account, you're like, okay, I'll, I'll and I pay five bucks a month. Well, all my minis are in there and I bought the digital books and all, i got all this digital terrain and yeah. And I was like, they're making a virtual tabletop so that instead of $50 from you once every five years, and then maybe 50, $60 a year from somebody who buys every book that they release a year, which is a smaller market, of course. They get $120 from you every year. Right. And they're at a base. Right. And I was like, this is going to work because Mm. Baldur's Gate is so much fucking fun and it's not infinite. Uh, Right. Yeah. It's finite. Yeah. And. I'm not saying this is bad. I'm really not. Um, I I think the corporate stuff's bad, but that's just because I think corporate stuff's bad. Um, (laughs) But like a virtual game, I've played virtual games. I love playing virtual games. They're great. Like what sucks is that I'm just like, okay, this is the change. This is what they're doing. Um, And you know but there's there's going to be a limitation right in this virtual tabletop you're going to be locked into the mechanics rules as written you know yeah like this past they, weekend I played uh, I played in my home game and I basically for reasons made everybody at the party who already who wasn't already a dragonborn kind of mechanically a dragonborn and the ones who did already have Dragonborn stats got more. Um, right. I don't know how if that will be an option. Like, I love hacking D&D and stuff. It's a, yeah. It can be a tinkering hobby as much as it is a game-playing hobby and a storytelling hobby. Um, And at a virtual table, I don't know how well you're going to be able to do that.
0: No, yeah. They want you to play the game their way.
1: They want you to play it right. Yeah, and you know, like currently, our our friend Sam Cast is playing in my home game.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and we're playing Five E, yeah. and Sam and I went and bought the Five E starter set the day it came out.
0: Uh huh. Yeah,
1: and I was just sort of sitting there while I was playing, at, or after I was playing Baldur's Gate, where I was like i th- when that happened as a even as a kind of a young young man like barely 19 ish I thought I was going to get to do that forever, like that, drive to a game store, get something in my hands, this particular game, this game with its
0: additions, and maybe not, yeah. And that made me
1: sad and it's going to be okay. Like times change, things change, you know, like, but it made me, it, it did make me a little sad. And I, I wondered about how it would, f- you and I have kind of like a weirdly mixed old school, not quite as old school perspective on this. I, I wonder how it would feel for someone
0: who was playing from the eighties. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, right. Yeah. Cause I mean, yes, we, you and I have been playing 20 plus years. Yeah, but, roughly. Roughly. But someone who's been playing since the 80s has been playing like 50-something plus years. Right, right. You know, you know, like that's that's 50 years of buying books and getting new editions and smelling oh, smelling the pages as you open it up and see the adventure physically in front of you. Right, right. Um, and, and like
1: now... Are, they get, are you going to get to buy the art? Like, that's part of it, right, for me. Yeah, it's like, you yeah. open the Monster Manual and it's always this question is like, you know, I know what a silver dragon roughly looks like. It's going to have those pulled back horns and it's going to have that frill because it's always had that since, you know, 1977. But how are they going to do it this time?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: But in a VTT, like they'll just give you a silver dragon mini and that's, it's digital one, but it's its own thing, but it's not, I didn't get an art book too, you know? And I, I don't know, like, I, as much as I've loved doing virtual games, I've also fallen back in love with playing around the table. And I don't Uh, think I'm ever going back on that again. Yeah. Because I don't, so much of my life is digital, you know, and that's not bad, but I need some things that are analog.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I know exactly.
1: Is such an analog thing. Right. Yeah. Like no, playing, yeah. oh. <laughs> playing digitally, even with virtual tabletops right now is still kind of a hassle. You know, it's janky and you can't see people's faces and all of this, but playing Baldur's Gate made me feel like this is going to smooth out the edges, right? Yeah. It's going to smooth these things out real nice. And I think it's going to change the hobby. You know, I think you're going to get your VTT RPG things and then you're going to have your TTRPG things, you know, Mm -hmm. and, you know, you and I have been talking about the OSR a lot more and more as we go through all of this show. And I think that it's going to look a lot more like that, like Mm. that the OSR might grow a bit. But that the tabletop version of the game is going to feel more and more OSR. Yeah, it's going to feel more countercultury Yeah, within a counterculture, to be clear. But like, yes, um, yes, (laughs) the counter to the counterculture.
0: No, yeah, I feel you. I mean, like, I was I was telling someone like the hardest part about playing D anD D right now is that, like, I was was talking to a friend about this who said the exact same thing. And he's also been playing, like, 20-something years, you know? Like, as as long as we have, Dane. Mm -hmm. And he said the exact same thing. He said, like, too much of it is now virtual. Too much of it is on screens. Like, when, like, I've memorized these books, like, I just want to be able to use my brain and flip through pages and write things down with a pencil. Like, I just, I don't want to have any screens, no phones, no computers, like, no fancy tech. Just theater of the mind and some paper and my friends and like that kind of stuff. Yeah. is slowly dissipating, which I know we've talked about doing an episode on like table dynamics or like mm-hmm. this kind of like homebrew stuff. And as things develop with D and D 5.5 or whatever it ends up being D and D one, we should probably eventually maybe talk more about this in like a more, maybe this is one of the series we do next year. Yeah. Um, You know, the pen and paper of it all. Cause I feel like, I mean, like I feel like we're, we're both very much in the camp of we must play pen and paper by any means necessary. Yeah. Um,
1: like I'll play some online games and I I've, I've done some great, great online games but and I don't think I'll fully stop doing that but I think for me more and more I think tabletop RPGs are going to become more and more for me a tabletop thing. Yeah. That the digital will be the exception. And cuz like right now at my table no phones, no tablets, no computers. Mm-hmm. Um and next game I may need to allow a single tablet at the table um, in order to maybe use a PDF game but I do not intend to change that rule and at the end of it all as I think we should probably close out this episode soon Yeah. Um, I would heartily recommend Baldur's Gate 3 it's fucking awesome and I actually think from a video game perspective it's a paragon of like Look at this. This is what like AAA gaming can be. It can be just like boom, here it is. No microtransactions needed. It's awesome. Enjoy, right? Like mm-hmm. you yeah. know, like I would compare it to like the Barbieheimer sort of of it all hmm. in the sense of like movies. It's a movie. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. not part of a cinematic universe. Yeah. Oppenheimer's on film. Barbie is just like fun popcorn affair like enjoy your popcorn and soda you're at the movies enjoy right like that is what ballers gate 3 feels like to me it's like boom you love these like long like long slog rpgs with tons of story and like fun mechanics that you can play by yourself here it is you like playing with your friends here it is you know like it's awesome it's like a very pinnacle game to me like i'm like this is kick ass Mm -hmm. um And then it just, because of some things I'm aware of in this other realm, it also has this weird ominous foreboding to me, (laughs) Um, you know? Yeah, it's a double-edged sword. Yeah, yeah, it's a double-edged sword because it feels, it feels like a prototype for the virtual tabletop, Yeah, Um,
0: you know? Yeah. It's interesting. It's very interesting. Definitely. Well that was that folks this is what we've been playing this is the existentialism you come here for every two weeks um yeah were you
1: expecting just game wrecks or did you expect me to opine about and sound very old um i'm only 27 folks
0: yeah yeah but we're we're some old gamers (laughs) yeah yeah have you turned that heard the term grognards no (laughs) <laughs> that sounds
1: great though. Are we Grognards? Mm, I don't think I don't think we are. I think we are the Scions of Grognards. So oh, uh, the the long and short of Grognard is Grognard is the term is means roughly grumbler in French and it's the nickname huh. of a particular group of soldiers in Napoleon's army. Um here we're going to get a history lesson here at the end. Um I'm doing like a really rush job of it so the the grognards got their name grumblers um due to the fact that they were like napoleon's elite fighting force so they got the they supposedly because they were so good got the privilege of complaining with no repercussions um huh. so they got the term grognard now so like set all of that aside then you have to remember that D and like chainmail comes from Uh, war gaming in the late 60s, early 70s, right? That's where all of this starts, right? With like Dan Arneson, um, Gary Gaiax, all of it, right? And they started by playing a game about the Civil War. That was their starter game. But they Mm -hmm. twisted it to play, play, um, most of them did that, but there was a French version about the Napoleonic Wars. And all of this starts because they read one rule in that original book, that from a game from like the 1800s that said keep in mind anything may be attempted that's the one rule and from that they took a, a different turn of like what if the battles could go another way and that's where the campaign came from right and then they started being like okay well what if it was there was magic and like they were like lord of the rings armies and that's where chainmail comes from and then they were like what if we focus on one character boom we're in like dnd ish like right so that's the huh. that's the the thing and so because it all comes from this napoleonic wars stuff people have taken to calling the people who were there for that who are the people who like we used thaco and we fucking liked it you know um <laughs> the, like the people who grumble and are right. older and like very reminiscent about a different time in the hobby, you know, the people who like don't go and go adventuring without a 10 foot pole, even in five (laughs) E. Yeah. um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're grognards, right? Uh, They're our old guard. They're our elite. Right. Um, And it's an homage to the original game that all of this sort of comes from being French. Right. Huh? So you and I, our our grognards are honestly disappearing the like the people who really did play those games right right and then there's the generation like your 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 dad who taught you and my uncle who taught me who's like right after them they're the people who started on D, right like they had the red box in the late 70s early 80s right um you know Got and <laughs> they're kind of grognardy you know um and then there's us right like You know, like we're, we're kind of the weirdos who are young, but we're not, we were not raised on even third edition.
0: Right. Yeah. You know,
1: you were raised on second and I was raised on first. (laughs) Right. You know, like so like we're <laughs> we're like the scions of we're the grandchildren of the grognards gotcha, yeah i'll right? trying to think
0: of a, of a of a way to to phrase it and i was like oh there's so many ways you could turn this bad we're the um, we're the wingers or something right wingers, like yeah we're not grumbling we're we're whiners like, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah yeah we're the young guard right young, right right the the, the the generation that has a fascination with the generation several generations ago.
1: Yeah. Like we're like, I don't know. Like, and it's, that's kind of what the OSR is, right? The OSR is often the home of like the grognards and the man and, and us, right? Like you and me who have memories of both and have a lot of love. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say that grognards don't like five E or anything like that, but like, um, you know, like, my whole rant there about Baldur's Gate and my feelings about the V that's a very grognardian way of looking about it. Right. Where yeah, I'm saying basically I looked my friends in the eye and I liked it, you know, <laughs> um, I don't want to have a screen between me and them. Right. And in the same way that I do think that like the grognards kind of have a point, right. Like where it's like, well, this was our like really cool niche thing. It's like people who are really there for like, Punk rock in the underground of Britain in the Mm -hmm. early 70s, right? Like, where it's like, no, we had a special thing, and here, please listen to my LP, right? And Mm. I think this is often the responsibility of a lot of different kinds of artists and hobbyists of various kinds, is keeping alive certain sparks, right? Like, when, say, um My Chemical Romance, I don't know if they do this or not, but if they were they're they're kind of like a neo-punk rocky fashion punk, whatever you want to call them, sort of band. And when they play a song by the Sex Pistols, I think that's very important. Uh, yeah. Right? In the same way that like it's important to me that at some point I make sure that my friends who have brought into the hobby, they're going to sit down and they're going to play first edition with me and they're going to enjoy the Thacko and, and, and like it, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Um, Yeah. You know, it's the thing of like the hobby. It's a hobby in the same way that like knitting is a hobby and yeah, we have sewing machines and we have these other things, but it's worth the, the, the thing it is also. You know, like people are coming to the hobby in bigger ways than ever before with fifth edition and everything like, and that's amazing. Right. And so it feels very fresh. Right. But at the same time, you know, the people who taught us, they're in their fifties on the young side, you know? Yeah. (laughs) And the Ragnards who played the war games first and developed it are there's fewer and fewer of them our 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 hobby is actually you know pushing sixty. It's not you know that young anymore, yeah, neither are video games really, and mm. I think it's worth enjoying that fact, right like Mm. i think it's worth preserving all of it and i think that's another reason i have so
0: much love and respect for the osr more and more um man are we gonna become osr guys officially oh (laughs) i think i am um i mean (laughs) i mean i'll put it this way i mean are we gonna play one like a real one we've talked about it playing like old school centrals or Mm -hmm. through sunken lands or what what was it world beyond numbers Uh, Um,
1: yeah i actually think i'm i just picked up shadow dark and i think that's going to be the one i'm going to do um never heard of that it's super good it's it um it reminds me of five torches deep i would i would sincerely suggest it and speaking of um osr and uh fucking old school essentials the Dolman Wood um uh kickstarter is out right now i don't know if this is gonna be still going when i go up but like if it is please go support that game it's fucking cool as hell um anyways
0: yeah you should send me a link and we'll we'll put it in even if it comes out later uh,
1: yeah even if it comes out later you should go check it out like it's super yeah. cool it's like old school essentials by way of like um, huh. like w- Eastern Europe, it's like European, like folklore, like really gets into the folklore side of it. It's super cool. Anyways, um, this has been a much longer episode than I expected, and I think it's because I did two giant
0: rants. You know, sorry, I I'm, think I'm I think very you needed this today. I did need this today. I think you needed this today. Like, yeah, I know we we kind of came into the first part of this a little bit tired and frazzled, at least for me. And so I'm glad that we, we kinda got our stride back. So absolutely. Same yeah. here. Well with that folks, uh think about think about video games, think about the analog of it, and think about uh what you enjoy with it. Yeah, um, and I guess what I'm kind of advocating for here is like please go do
1: something. The not easy way and the not like corporate way, but like, yeah, you know, like, like fucking go play a guitar and play the song that your teacher taught you. Or like if your grandma taught you how to make the kick, most kick ass rhubarb pie, please go make that like Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be this. It doesn't have to but like
0: touch your roots for a second. Yeah, touch your roots. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it okay with that uh hope you all have some fun root touching (laughs) that sounds that doesn't sound great (laughs) go outside touch some tree roots put your bare feet on some thick tree roots oh goodness feel that feel that energy that is the Um, worst way i've heard to someone say go touch grass ever (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay catch you later catch you later
1: Not far from land, sure I'm warm, but I wish I was cold.